welcome to The Divorce Social with me, Samantha Baines, changing the conversation around divorce. This show is sponsored by Penguin in the Room. Penguin in the Room is an award-winning arts, marketing and social media management company. If you want to jazz up your socials and have someone Instagram and tweet for you, then here's your answer. Go to www.penguinintheroom.com. As always, hit subscribe to make sure you're updated about new episodes. And we love to hear from you on social media at DivorcePod and at Samantha Baines. You can also email us all the infos on our website, thedivorcesocial.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plushcare. Plushcare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. I am joined by new Divorce Club member, well, new to us, John T. Fisher, who is a musician, classic model, and is the husband of Jess Robinson. (laughs) This is so exciting. I've never had two members of a couple on the podcast but you're we should say you're happily married to jess yeah she's not the divorce you're going to be talking about no she's not (laughs) i'm I'm the real husband rather than the practice one (laughs) yeah i love practice husband i'm definitely using that uh the real one is that what you call yourself yeah (laughs) um so you are divorced how does that make you feel me saying that it's well how does it make me feel uh it was a long time ago that i actually got divorced um but the process took ages and it's only really so and yeah it, I, I was trying to th- like because it because it happened so long ago and and you was coming on this so I, was, I was trying to rack my brain i had to look things up <laughs> in terms of when things actually happened um they started i've got a son who's nine now and they kind of started when he was one so that's when it sort of started going downhill so eight years and it's only since the first lockdown that things have started to get a little bit more uh, workable or functional. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's that's sort of the timescale. I mean, and it was difficult before that, but, that, you know, just in terms of of the actual divorce thing and, and the kind of aftermath of it has, uh, has gone on that long. That's interesting. So when was the sort of official paperwork filed? When did you get your certificate? The, the, my divorce club certificate that I got. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got really, really harsh entry requirements. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, was in October 2014. I think that's when we got our, it was kind of finalised and stuff. But I didn't really notice it 
when it kind of, I just, it was just another bit of paperwork at the time because we went through the courts and it was sort of two, two lots through the courts as well and, and a big chunk of time before that, not really knowing what was happening and stuff. So it just all became just like this massive blur that just wouldn't stop. <laughs> so uh, yeah. I can definitely relate to that because I, I haven't been through the courts, but I feel like I thought it was going to be sort of lots of paperwork and then it's sorted and actually new things crop up all the time and you're like, oh, it's going to be sorted in a minute. No, no, there's something else. And it really drags on and you're like well I'm in the middle of this thing and when's it gonna end please stop <laughs> please stop yeah um how long did yours last? so mine is no mine is still ongoing so oh right so you're you're not an official member of your own club I yet. know <laughs> um I uh I I started the podcast just after I got my decree nisi so when I got the decree nisi I felt like oh, I'm divorced now. And that's not how it works. Um, and then if if people are listening and they're not divorced, basically do all this paperwork and then it gets sent off to some sort of judgment and they say, yes, stamp, you may get divorced. And that's your decree nicely. And then you have to wait, I think it's like 40 days or something to a apply for the decree absolute and the decree absolute means you're actually divorced but in in between the nice side and the absolute all sorts can happen and you can go to court and you can you have to sort out financials and we have a house together so that is so complicated so I assumed within 40 days or whatever the time period is from my decree nice side that I would be officially divorced. So I was like, right, I'm going to start this podcast. Here we go. And we're on series three now and I'm still not officially divorced. So, um, so yes, I'm not a member of my own club, but I do say everyone's welcome. So, <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to be uh, <laughs> disparaging. I'm sorry, you can't come in here. There's members only. <laughs> no, I like that you, you've taken charge as the sort of club secretary. Been like, well, actually, you don't meet the requirements. Um, yeah, so it's a weird one because uh, I feel like I'm divorced now, even though officially I'm not. Do you? Did you have a moment where you felt because you said the paperwork didn't mean that much when you got the certificate did you have a moment where you thought oh I'm divorced now no I, th I think yeah I, I think having kids is is a is a very different proposition to if you're if you're kind of you know just without kids or puppies or cats or um I, I heard cats can be as complicated <laughs> but with with kids because you kind of you want to get away from each other and, and not have anything to do with each other but you just can't and it's, that's not sort of a luxury and that makes things uh very very tricky that that sort of adds a new sort of la layer of of tension to the situation as well but um you know you, you, i mean you can you can be shitty to each other for a little bit and then you know kind of a year down the line you're kind of oh, i can't really can't remember what that was about or you know kind of all, all the, the little kind of things that bugged you so much kind of disappear and you know just because you can get that sort of physical space from each other but if you've got kids you can't get that space i think you can't uh yeah you, ha you have to keep talking to someone that you're having you know terrible communications with and <laughs> having to communicate so and, and about something that's so kind of emotive and you know kind of you both care so much about and uh yeah so, so it's a it's a very um it's different. I'm not not saying it's any any easier or, or, or you know harder. It's just it's a different thing when you've got kids. I don't think I really felt. 
I don't think there was a point where I went, oh, it's over. Like, <laughs> thank God. A apart from just when things started to ease up a little bit, it's just kind of like, oh, the, it's it's more the fight. The fight's gone. Thank thank God, the fight is gone because it was. It, yeah, it's just it's uh, drawn out, exhaustingly drawn out. What sort of effect has all of this kind of fighting and dealing with the person that you want to run away with, but you have to share this thing? What sort of effect has that had like on your life and your mental health and your dating and finding someone new, which is Jess? Um, yeah, <laughs> kind of. It ha I mean, it was, I, 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 I've spoken to a lot of people about divorce, particularly as it's going through. And I've, I've I think I've heard one person whose divorce was more difficult than mine, just in terms of the things that were kind of thrown around. So, mental health wise, it was it was brutal. I think <laughs> like, you know, just in, in terms of kind of just not knowing what was what was going to ha what was happening or what what was what was going on at all. I, I just felt like I was kind of following, um, yeah, just reacting to stuff that I didn't really know what was happening. I didn't like, even sort of the actual kind of thing that we are getting divorced. We didn't talk at all. So the the thing that we were getting divorced was done through a therapist. So wouldn't wouldn't be talked to at all unless, you know, there was there was something that, that she needed to sort out and it, it was kind of fine. But just in, in terms of um I found out that we were getting divorced through the therapist. We were sort of waiting hanging around waiting for this therapy session session for ages and ages and the therapist kind of said, you know, well we could sort of do this two ways. We could we could kind of uh, um you know it could either be you know sort of how we could piece things together from here and, and move forward or we can or we can you know sort of see what the best way of moving forward with you splitting up and and you know my, my son and stuff like that and um she just went that one <laughs> so that that was that was when i knew we were, we were kind of getting divorced it's just kind of that that one so wow so she was she were you both in the ther i'm just trying to imagine the scene were you both in the therapy session facing the therapist or were you facing each other no facing the therapy and and it, it was we didn't have much money at the time and and it was it was a horrible thing because we were waiting around for a sort of a couple's thing we understood that someone could look after my son at the time who was yeah, I think he was probably two going on three at the time. Yeah, yeah, two. And it, it turned out there wasn't. So so he was kind of playing in the room and we were sort of having to talk through this thing with this little kid kind of going around. It's like, oh, just, oh yeah, my gosh. really hard. But we're just waiting around for, the, for to, you know, to, to be seen by this, you know, sort of a slot to become available uh, to, to speak to this woman. So, um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was literally just a... Um, I can't, yeah, it's just like a family planning thing, I think. I can't even remember. So the the first you heard of your divorce was your partner of the time saying it to a therapist, not even to you, and you hearing it. Yeah, it was a very confusing time because, th you know, the things around the ha I mean, lots of things happened leading up to that point, and, but I just thought we were trying to kind of make it work or and, and there wasn't any, there were sort of things like, Oh, we we really must get you know sort of heating put in this room and things like that. You know, sort of things that are sort of planning for the future and kind of and uh, oh yeah we should do this and stuff. So so in my head that was what was kind of going you know going on that we you know it was, it was difficult but we were trying to put it back on a footing and then so yeah so yeah the first I knew of it was definitely happening but definitely not happening <laughs> was 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 that sort of thing. So yeah I mean basically you know, communication just completely broke down. There just wasn't wasn't any at all. It's just hard for me. I, I like I like talking. So. <laughs> so, what was that moment like for you? What a difficult moment! Um, oh, 
there was so much going on at the time and it there's it was just another thing on on top of uh on top of other things and it was it was kind of you know it was it was a real wrench i mean mainly the thing was was my son and just kind of and uh you know kind of all the sort of hopes and dreams that you have for for your kids when you've had a kid and and it's just you know that that it's just a wrench that you're you know you're kind of um yeah just just all of that stuff is just blown out of, out of the water and uh, yeah just really remember things things like that of just it's, it's more the feeling right you know of, of just bottoms falling out <laughs> and he was at the in the room at the time playing do you think he could sense something had happened yeah, definitely because uh he would do things like um try and put our hands together like he'd walk around and, and try and make make us hold hands again and things like that it's just oh like oh my gosh <laughs> yeah and how do you overcome that as you know obviously seeing your child doing something like that and you want the best for them and you want to give them what they want but you can't give them that how do you deal with that as a dad uh, just hard just reassure just reassure them as, as much as possible that's that's you know um, yeah i mean since or you know kind of through it and stuff like whenever i had him it was just you know i kind of really like my time was a hundred percent his and like you know kind of everything kind of went out I went just, just so he you know there was there was a um it's quite hard to talk about <laughs> without, without sort of welling up with him um yeah just just so he knew that there was you know kind of you know something solid emotionally solid in his life that that you know it's kind of not not going to go away anything so that's kind of how I dealt with that well it's definitely yeah it definitely comes across how much you care about him and, and love him uh, which is lovely to see and I think as well whenever we have men on the podcast because the majority of men that I ask to come on the podcast say no because they're scared of and they they're what they've said to me I'm scared of sharing the emotions or um sharing you know their part in things um so I really appreciate you coming on and I think it's really nice when we listen back especially if you're you know the partner whether that's male or female of a man um to hear it from a different side of things as opposed to your side is is really nice and especially you know the father side of you know obviously you care and dedicate yourself just as much as a mother might to your child and do you I think it's interesting kind of gender dynamics when you tell people that you're divorced do you feel like they reacted to you but people reacted to you in a different way because you're a man or what was their reaction I don't know what it is to be a woman so uh... yeah sure <laughs> it's definitely I mean yeah I mean I I I think I probably chat and share more things like uh, than a lot of men. Although at, at the time, it's it's funny that, that, that a lot of men, ca you know, sort of came out of the woodwork at the time. I don't know if maybe it was just the, the frame of head that I was in, and just kind of psychologically they you know saw and recognised a, <laughs> a fellow a fellow in need. Um, but yeah, I spoke to a lot of men who kind of gone through a similar sort of thing or kind of you know just difficult divorces or, or just just even not so difficult and it, I mean, it just hurts that the whole the whole process kind of is is a is a difficult thing whether it's a you know whether you both agree 
that you're going to split up and it's it's relatively smooth or or if it's you know it's it's, it's never a, an easy thing splitting up is it or an easy decision but um i don't know i mean i, I also lucky as being a musician music's kind of uh it's an incredible thing to do as as a you know it's, it's a very healing thing to do and and a lot of people who do music or are musicians are kind of pretty sensitive people and and i mean there's a lot of, <laughs> of ourselves too but, but you know there's 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 a a real nice supportive community of musicians and and generally talk about stuff and you know you're kind of sitting around on gigs anyway so there's a lot of time that you know you just it's a lot more social than i than i i guess being a comedian is it's you know you're usually with groups of people and and kind of spending a lot of you know that the actual gigs you know doesn't last that long compared to the amount of time that you've taken getting there or you know kind of hanging out in green rooms and, and things like that so there's there's plenty of time to kind of talk about things and and uh, and what was the response that you had then from fellow musicians or bandmates when you said we're getting a divorce or i'm getting a divorce um my favorite one is from this a Jewish violinist, a woman actually, a, a New York Jewish uh, violinist. I went, I went to her accent, but accent was like really rich, kind of New York. Hi, how are you? <laughs> like that kind of uh, that kind of thing. And she she just went, uh, congratulations! Now you can meet the uh, person you're supposed to be with. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's great. She was really buoyant. It's kind of like, yeah. I wish someone said that to me. Someone um, when I got divorced. I bumped into someone I hadn't seen for years um, and they said to me, oh, I saw you recently got married. I said, yeah, I'm getting divorced now. And she said, she's a journalist actually, she said, oh, it's actually really fashionable to get divorced now. And I was like, oh, okay, well, yeah, that's that's why I've done it. <laughs> Always need to be in fashion. I love the memorable things that people say. It's funny how how different people react and and how um, her mum got very involved in it. And and I don't mind saying this at all. <laughs> so she she saw it as her sort of role to sort it out. So and and that that just sort of adds a whole new. You can't know someone else's relationship. You can't know what's kind of going on. And and fair enough if you want to. I, I can understand that making sure you know you're your kids are all right and and supporting them and and things but you know if if there's a child involved it's it's kind of not so helpful well i had we had a difficult moment of mum involvement um from my ex's mum um and and we don't have children but i think it it's just still so difficult because yeah they're not they don't know exactly what's gone on in your marriage obviously they've heard the highlights and the lowlights and they want to protect their child um and they but they also know you and know how to get to you so it's really I found that moment and it's fine now but I found that very very tough you know I mean, it is understandable particularly when it kind of goes through court and stuff like that it's it's as soon as you get lawyers involved yeah, I mean, their their job is to kind of polarize everything, you know, uh, financial incentives for them aside. It's, you know, it's their job to kind of write down your best argument and to kind of disregard their best argument or any kind of argument in their favor. So as soon as you do that, you have this 
massive polarization and and so I, I can understand her wanting to get involved for that that kind of stuff but just the actual kind of personal side of things kind of trying to sort that sort of thing out and uh, even beforehand just just uh yeah i just i i you know i because my, my relationship with my my parents is um you know i love them dearly but you know i'm i'm, <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm old now, so older, you know, kind of 50 and, and, you know, kind of it's, it's not really their business. That's the way I kind of think. Obviously, it affects them or it affected them and they want to be supportive and stuff like that. But um, the thought of them getting involved in it is, to me is just a bit a bit weird. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's me. Maybe that's... that's no, uh, I think um, my mum my mum gets involved with me in that she'll sort of talk to me about it and give me her very strong opinions but yeah she wouldn't get involved in the situation or contact my ex I don't think she hasn't so far we'll see so I think uh, I wanted to talk to you about the courts because in um, series two I spoke to Kerry Howard and she talked about going through court and how it's a weird process and we also talked about what to wear to court because that's what I'd worry about so as a dad what do you wear to court like do you wear a suit or is it two businessmen that's I, I heard that episode actually yeah it's a really good episode there um uh yes I wore a suit but I was very aware that it looked a little bit I, I, I wore a suit because everyone told me to my sister told me to my mum told me to and yeah having said they didn't get involved so, <laughs> you know just you know just kind of dress up smartly and uh lawyer said the same thing and I felt a little bit like I was kind of it's sort of like a power thing like I was kind of coming in and I've I've only I'm lucky I get I get to uh, made suits with my job I kind of get (laughs) I get suits made for me and stuff so my suits you know they're lovely suits they're Clements and Church suits that that um yeah they just they're beautiful they look really beautiful so it looks like you've kind of overdone it and and you know i maybe should have should have kind of <laughs> taken some shabbier suits or something like that. <laughs> well yeah that's the thing because i remember kerry saying she wanted to feel like a business jewelry isn't a gift you give just once it's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it blue nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This woman with stocks when she went in there, um, and I guess it's to bring the power, whereas from the male perspective, maybe because, you know, heterosexual white man, you sort of have the power. So I'd... Um, I, yeah, it's like maybe you need to lessen your power. I, I, I was I was kind of more comfortable with the sort of smart casual thing, which I never did. I always wore the same suit. I just went in with the same suit, which is my kind of shabbiest one of, you know, it's, it's my most, most worn one. So <laughs> it's kind of like starting to kind of go a little bit sort of shiny in places and, and stuff. But, it, you know, it still, still looked nice. But, yeah, that the whole thing of kind of what to wear for, for court. And, I mean, the whole, yeah, the whole court process is is a very – weird thing I, I, mean, I don't know if it's the same for everyone but it seemed to me that it was just mainly your lawyers no, negotiating with each other it, it seemed to me that's that's what the court process was and every time the lawyers kind of went out of the room I think it was just them kind of arguing with each other in legal terms and then kind of coming back in the room and sort of saying well I can't convince them to do that but basically just trying to convince you to come onto their side that they've negotiated so then they could go, then go back to the 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 uh, judge but um i think it was carrie that said it, you know it's got a lot of waiting around you've just no idea when you're going to be called in and um i think that is so so the lawyers can negotiate and the judge can kind of just sit there and and go we've well, come to an agreement marvelous <laughs> let's do that then <laughs> so what does it look like because oh, i haven't been to court for divorce so all i'm imagining is when i was at school we did this thing called mock trial where we'd all like go to a court and then play you know lawyers and i played obviously one of the difficult um defendants who, who had a cockney accent and was um cracking jokes because i enjoyed that and i made the other poor boy who was being a lawyer really struggled because he didn't know what to do with me. Um, but yeah, so we did like play courts, mock trial. And um, so I'm imagining it like that, like in a defendant box or uh, in a court. But is it actually over a table like you see in American law firms? Yeah, it's much more like that. It's more like an office setting. Well, mine was anyway. I, 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 um, 
because I had two two different sessions or two two extended, <laughs> well, they'd probably be called seasons, wouldn't they? Lots of episodes, <laughs> yeah, and, and nice. <laughs> two different seasons of my divorce. Um, and one was in Reading, and then I moved down to Brighton because that's where she moved, so to be close to my son. And we so we had like a, another sort of stint um, af- after the court proceedings had finished. There was another kind of stint down here, and the courtroom here was a bit much, a bit more like you know what you'd see on you know American courtroom dramas. It was a little bit more like that, but you're, you're still it's basically just like an office, really. You're 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 the, the one in Reading was yeah just a, a desk and you're the 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 judge has a big bigger desk than you and kind of sits behind it but you're almost like a classroom like you're like school kids it's very like school actually going to court is very like school it's the rules of the playground and and it, it just turns into this yeah it's, it's a just a very serious version of it <laughs> and how does it feel when you're in court because obviously you said it feels like school but also you're like fighting for what you want and what you think probably hopefully is best for your child is it did you find it quite emotional or was it quite did you have to just sit there and be quiet until something had happened you have to sit there so you you employ your lawyer to speak on your behalf so you don't do any talking at all like I mean if the judge asks you something answer but I you know didn't there's no point where you get a chance to refute anything and and it, it I think just whatever you're dealing with that day is what you're dealing with and I'm pretty certain because there's so much going on no one really looks through there's no one there kind of reading through the whole thing of what's happened before you get like a little they'll get a little synopsis of kind of what's being decided in the last court hearing and they'll read that so maybe a page of A4 they'll kind of read and that's your whole thing summed up so whatever you're trying to decide on the day, whether it's kind of financial things or what's happening, you know, kind of house or, you know, your child or that's just the little kind of thing that, they're, you know, tunnel vision that they're looking at that day. And you've got all these other things in your head of just kind of, you, you know, what's gone on, you know, what's happened and you're just, you know, they're just not interested in that. And quite, you know, quite rightly, they're not interested in any of the kind of personal stuff. They just want to know, they just kind of set it, set something up that's kind of however hashed at the end. It's just something that you can kind of get on and, you know, a few years down the line, you'll be fine, <laughs> basically, I think. so. But at, at the time, you're just kind of, you're kind of, go, yeah, but that just, that that didn't happen. <laughs> well, these, these things kind of go, but yeah, no no one really cares. No, that's that's not what they're dealing with. They're just dealing with this this one thing. So emotionally at the time, just kind of, you just got all these things kind of going on. It's kind of like, oh, well, there will be a time when all that can be debunked or, you know, kind of all, all that, you know, it's kind of it's so obviously not not right or, and, yeah, okay, they're just dealing with this. And then there isn't, you know, it's kind of, it's finished and you kind of go, oh, wait, wait. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's it's uh, any, you know, kind of the personal stuff that you're feeling is is nothing to do with the court. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's hard because you're with, you know, the, the person you're divorcing is there and, lawyered up and and uh but all that personal stuff is kind of irrelevant really in in court for the you know as far as the court's concerned it's irrelevant which is sort of how it should be but at the same time it's that's hard to deal with when you're you're receiving that (laughs) yeah so when did the court procedure finish how long ago yeah well I'd, i'd i'd met jess by the time by the time it's yeah so it was it was yeah so 14 it was probably about three 
three years it went on for, I think. Possibly possibly a bit more. I can't remember, actually. That's all. It's interesting that you'd met Jess by then. So, Because that's what I wanted to talk to you about next, is dating whilst you're going through a separation and all this stuff and um, looking after your son. How did that work for you, dating? Did you online date? No, no, not at all. I, I'm, I'm, uh, I sort of had the opposite problem actually. That's, that's not, <laughs> not bragging anyway. I, I, I had. I remember the first time I, I kind of got contact with my son again, um, and and sort of dropping him off, having to drop him off, just so hard, so difficult, and sort of people from past kind of calling up so I dropped him off and then some some like literally 10 minutes later someone called me up and said um you know now you're getting divorced uh, you know I, I think we should be together type thing you know it's kind of we, we should you know oh, so I, 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 you know there's people that, that came to the, the wedding as well it's sort of like you know I really wanted to say something at the wedding and kind of and then I, I, I was just like you know kind of so all these people came out of the woodwork, like basically harboring love for you. In that in that trip home, I, I had two people call me from my past, and I was just like, just in a in a place where I was just kind of like, <laughs> fuck off, <laughs> you know, just like not not thinking. I, I just I, I literally just kind of put all my energies into into my son, and and I mean that's so it's so nice that you wanted to put all your energy into your son but I have to tell you that when I got separated I was just wishing that someone from my past who's very attractive and wonderful human being would call me and be like oh my god I've been harboring secret love for you for years let's feed together and then I'd be like okay and then it'd just all be sorted so that was like my dream scenario um so I feel very jealous that it happened um but what did you say on the phone to those people? Uh, I, they were both really good friends, like, and and you know I, I do love them very dearly, and 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 it's it's not a um, they're both with people. That's that's the, so so that was the the kind of um, uh, and yeah, I, I just I just saw it as as their kind of is more of a sort of fantasy thing, and I didn't really take it too you know. It was serious, but not too seriously. It's kind of they—they they were probably going through things in their marriages, and and I was a sort of fancy route out, and not particularly, uh, not particularly a reality. It's just kind of a, a, a way of, of, of an excuse to. I think people do that they, it, rather than actually kind of confront the stuff that's going on in their relationship. So I think that's kind of why affairs happen quite a lot. It's just it, it's easier to kind of scupper it. You know, affairs are good. You know, really good fun <laughs> well, while they're going on and you're not you're not you're not kind of uh um found out and things you know it's, it's kind of you can be whoever you want with with that person and, and they can be whoever whoever they want so i think it's sort of like this fantasy way out it's not not reality it's not a um so i'm not i'm not, I'm not uh advocating affairs I don't, <laughs> but, but but you know the the, the you know, it, it's. Uh, I didn't really take them too seriously, just because they, you know they they were obviously going through things in their marriages. So um, it it was just kind of, uh, yeah. I just I I told them that they should sort things out with <laughs> with their with their, their other halves. <laughs> um, and did that affect your friendship with them afterwards? Are you still friends with them now? No, not really, because I I I um. That's the one, like, well, one good thing. Lots of good things came out of being divorced. But the, the the thing which I kind of held on to 
through the whole thing that kind of kept me sane was just being brutally honest and 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 i meant you know more with myself than than with everyone else because because you can't as soon as you start uh you start like particularly when things are so kind of extreme <coughs> and, and emotive and you know you're kind of right in the thick of of, of divorce it's, it's a horrible horrible time and if you start making things up in your head or like little tiny little tiny deviations of a story the next time you tell it it just gets it gets more and more and then and then because you're kind of in this really intense situation you're you're um yeah you, you just you, reality becomes this sort of very sort of elastic thing and and i think it's quite yeah quite easy to 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 lose it <laughs> so yeah i just I, I was i was really kind of i i just went into kind of right not gonna just gonna be brutally honest with myself which which meant with other people i was kind of a similar thing so i you know I, having just dropped my son off i was in a, a mess anyway and i was just like sort it out sort it out with your with your partners i'm I'm not an answer to anything <laughs> so, yeah and, and quite brutally and, and i thought you know i think people kind of they respond well to to uh, honesty i think so so you had all these offers but you were like no i need to focus on myself and my son when did you did you have a moment of like okay i could be open to meeting new people now or did it sort of happen to you i'm not very good with uh you know kind of I, I'm, I'm very sort of loyal as a person so i don't i don't like kind of having lots of partners and or you know kind of uh confusing things around so if i'm serious about someone i'll i'll, I'll kind of stick with them like right from the <laughs> right from the word go or you know kind of you know sort of okay i'm with you type type thing uh even if it's kind of you know just just you know kind of at the beginnings and you're kind of just trying things out so um i yeah it was, it was people that were kind of in in my world as, as it were kind of uh either musicians or you know kind of people i knew that uh and i yeah i kind of it was more sort of stumbly. I, 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 there's a you know kind of couple couple of times. I didn't I didn't have that many. I think maybe three people I saw before before Jess or two even. It's going to sound very uncomplimentary, isn't it? <laughs> um, but yeah, and, and I just I, you know it's kind of a, there's little, it was kind of going really well or things were going really well and just like a little tiny thing would happen and and it would be just like proper proper scared run off type type feeling inside I can totally relate to that like I feel like when I started dating I was like so ready to like get out there and meet more people and have sex um but when I was like dating people yeah the tiniest things would happen and I, I'd, I'd be like no absolutely not that's the end of them and um you know totally things that are fine actually <laughs> like in the long term um I'm trying to think of an example but I can't think of one but um I felt that I was, yeah, really cutthroat. And I think it was scared me being like, no, we're not going to get into this again. We're not ready. Yeah. Yeah. It's because it's, 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 it's raw, isn't it? Emotionally, you're, you're raw. And yeah, kind of. And, and, you know, I just, I knew I wasn't in a good place anyway. And, and I don't really like sort of messing people around. And, and I kind of did, but not, not sort of intentionally. But, and, you know, people I, re you know, I cared for that, that I knew. And, uh, so yeah, I, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't really. Dating wasn't really on my mind or, or, or anything. Uh, and yeah, then then Jess happened. <laughs> then <laughs> Jess happened, um, and obviously 
you know, you were falling in love. And how did that feel, you know, when you were in the midst of divorce and court and... Yeah, I mean, it, sorry, it, it sounded like... <clears throat> sounded like I was in the midst of it. it was, I mean, it was all kind of over. So we'd ha- we'd had like the main bit. I basically I took her back to court so I could get more um, or better or different contact arrangements with my son because they weren't working. They wouldn't shift. So the main bit of the court uh, process had finished, and it was just kind of like the tag on little thing. And and I just met uh, Jess kind of at the end of it. So uh, yeah, it, it was it was literally just like a you know the last little. The last little bit, so it wasn't really. I guess that's still quite intense, like new relationship, and you're like, so I'm going to court to try and, you know, organise seeing my son. Yeah, I mean, it, it was really helpful because because Jess was sort of the opposite of of other people in that she was she was really unsure, I think, because of her experience as well, like really kind of and standoffish and not standoffish, but you know, she. We got on so well, like, I just, like the first date we went on, it's just like just constant talking and, and like really, really lovely talk. Like, yeah, just just nice conversation about lovely things. And, and it felt so good. Everything about it felt so good. And um, that was the other I didn't have to I didn't have to try to trust her, which is which is a, I remember being really conscious of that. So like I just I just trust I trust you. And it's, it's not it's not even a question. There's there's no. Yeah, it, it it was just 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 do, and and that that was a lovely kind of a lovely kind of feeling, just just to not have to worry about that, or kind of not not have to. I knew she was going to be honest with me, and yeah, we t- we talked about things, and we talked about things very openly, and and kind of, and that was that's wonderful. I I, I think that's I think not enough people do that. <laughs> and so, being in a relationship with another divorced person. Did it work in a way that you understood relationships a bit more or the breakdown of relationships or did it make you want to work more or notice signs or was it just another uh, relationship? I guess more wary of being attentive to a relationship, like uh, as in, uh, you know, they're, they're things that you have to work at. That's, you know, and, and it's kind of your, uh, I love I love being in relationships. It's like you know, it's kind of I much prefer being with someone. And and marriage isn't you know, it's not. It's it's funny that you know, kind of getting married again. The thought of getting married again after after what happened before was just you know, even getting married in the first place. It's kind of, I didn't really see what the point was. Really, it's just kind of you know, it's just we're together and we've made a commitment together. And you know, uh, but it's a yeah, it's a lovely thing standing up in front of people and kind of going we're together. You know, and all your friends are there, and it's kind of everyone goes, "Hey, <laughs> that's the yeah." Yeah, I love weddings. Weddings are the best. I can't wait to have another one. Yeah, and the se- the second time around as well, it's kind of your, uh, you know, we we both knew what we wanted, and you know, kind of what we didn't want, and and kind of uh, yeah, I I think we're, we're just yeah, you know more what you want. You're kind of a bit more grown up about it, and the, and the way you go into it is different. I think a lot a lot of people. Yeah, first first wedding, go into it. It's just it's sort of there's a little bit of a fairy dust, and it's a little bit automatic. This this kind of, I mean, I know Jess had this, and I had this as well. It's kind of just like voices in your head that you really should listen to. <laughs> you just kind of ah, I'll be fine. <laughs> it's, it's like you know, that, that's what I mean by being honest. It's like you know, you kind of don't, those voices just listen to those voices because they're you know, it's it's kind of it doesn't mean to say that you know they could 
take over and 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 uh scupper it but you know just just give air to those voices and 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 yeah it's uh yeah and, and we definitely yeah definitely did and and our relationship now is we just talk about everything and anything that kind of might come up or might might be yeah just little things that you think are completely inconsequential we just talk about that or you know kind of it might be inconsequential it might be something that's really bugging someone or yeah it's nice i, I, I love it like the communication thing is, is. <laughs> sounds so nice so now you're on your second marriage your your real marriage after your practice wife as jess would say um so how does it feel now having been through a divorce and now being on the side of a, of a happy and you seem very you've been grinning since you've been talking about Jess like non-stop and now you're on the side of a happy marriage how does looking back at the divorce feel this is how I want to feel so <laughs> tell me what I can look forward to yeah I'm, I'm very analytical and and philosophical in my thinking and I always have been so it's probably not the same for everyone I'm, I, but I, I um I got more positive things from the divorce than the negative i wouldn't wish it on like the 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 harder side of it you know and you know i wouldn't really wish that on anyone but i don't think i'd change kind of what happened so looking back at it is it's more for me it's just like what the fuck <laughs> what the fuck was that <laughs> you know kind of, you know just just you know kind of and and it's kind of you know sort of normal service has been resumed type thing now it's kind of you know it's sort of um i think i think that's you saying normal service has resumed i think is is a really nice like sentiment of just ah oh, it's all right now we're going to be okay and um, if anyone has really resonated and i'm sure they will with your story and your kind of journey through divorce or they're about to go through a divorce or something similar is happening to them right now what advice would you give them or what would you say to them it does end <laughs> and there's beautiful light at the end of the tunnel it, it's uh um it does, you know. Lots of people said that to me while it, while it was going on. It's kind of, and it really doesn't feel like it. And it really, you know, it, it gets hard. It, you know, it, and, and you know, sort of, just the little things get hard. It, you know, kind of. I remember kind of going shopping around Asda on my own, <laughs> sort of picking up a little basket of, you know, everything for one. And it's just, oh, just, it's just stupid. But it was, I was just breaking down in the aisles, kind of like just putting. <laughs> yeah it's horrible yeah it is horrible just like sort of finding yourself and and your life again afterwards it just seems in you know there are times where it just seems really tough and it's not going to happen but it will and it does and it's it's really you know it's good it's you know the, the end the end point will come and and uh it's a good point it's a good you know you'll find whatever you're looking for at the end. <laughs> at the end of the divorce rainbow you will find the pot of gold <laughs> big pot of, of hope gold <laughs> oh that's so nice well i think that's a lovely place to finish shanti thank you that's been great where can people find you online and follow you on social media uh the usual usual kind of uh yeah instagram and and twitter and all that uh is jaunty fish at at whichever yeah that's so j-o-n-t-y-f-i-s-h 
and uh, I play with the London London Essentials as well. So we kind of go around the world doing silly things with them. Amazing. So they can listen to you too. Oh, thank you. That's been so good. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, hi. Thank you for listening to The Divorce Social with me, Samantha Baines. Please leave us a review. Please, please. Um, it would be super nice. They're lovely to read. They keep me cheery and happy and keep me going. Uh, but also it affects our listing in the podcast charts, uh, which are very important because that's how more people find the podcast. And I'd love to help more people get through those really tough heartbreak and divorce times. And they're more likely to find us if we're higher up on the charts. So if you'd like to leave a review, I'd love you forever. You can leave them on iTunes is the big one or most podcast platforms do them as well. I'll take all the reviews you've got to give. You can also uh, get in contact on Twitter and Instagram at DivorcePod and at Samantha Baines. We have a website, thedivorcesocial.com and we have a Patreon account, which means that you can support the podcast for as little as £2 a month and it helps me with all the admin costs. It also means you have access to our 90 style divorce and heartbreak chat room and there's lots of exclusives on there, little bits of audio that you don't get in the main podcast and some giveaways as well. So I'd love to see you over on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash Samantha Baines and please leave a review. Did I say that already? Please leave a review. Love you forever.